So to get things started, I'm just going to read a little passage and uh, let Paul run, go from there. This is from page uh, 68 of the big book. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. That's it? That's it. Great, thank you, Nina. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, yes, short and sweet reading. Uh, Again, this is probably, you know, about blowback and, and flack you would get from people, maybe your family and stuff like that. So he's just basically saying, uh, you know, you don't have to duck under their umbrella if you don't want. You can stay under this umbrella. And uh, a lot of people I was I never had it really but a lot of people have trouble with the word God and uh, because of such a specific defined God that they were presented with maybe when they were younger. But you know, there is a sense of something going on and a power. And in AA, the way we seem to open up to that power is making a decision to surrender uh, and to put under something else's care our will in life. And he uses a lot of examples or pictures or imagery, which is you're going to have a new employer being all powerful. It's going to take care of us if we only perform his works well and stay close to it. And if God is supposedly everywhere, then you've already fulfilled one of the requirements. So just do some service and you have fulfilled your role in the contract. Something's going to take care of you. Yeah, pretty nice deal, really. And the point about the new employer, it's all all powerful. And obviously it infers that the old employer isn't. Yeah, and the old employer didn't take care of you and you didn't get many benefits. And uh, after living under the control of the old employer, you needed a health plan <laughs> pretty badly. <laughs> it didn't offer you one. You needed some some help at a lot of levels. So <laughs> so. Um, I feel it as a movement or a spirit, whatever you want to call it, awareness, presence. But I do this. The narrative that I like to live under is that something is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. It's very clear. Yeah. And basically, most of my beginning of AA was realizing what how much I couldn't do for myself. 
and just expanding on that idea. Yeah. So, um, and I've had tons of demonstrations of that principle and I've watched tons of it demonstrating through other people. There was one example that really was amazing. A guy came up to me at a meeting. He had a big black eye. And he asked me to be a sponsor. And I said, well, I will if you tell me what happened. And so he says, yeah, I, I robbed my roommates. So to make it look like it was a break in, I hit myself with an iron, like a, you know, clothes iron, give myself this look. And I said, okay, <laughs> that's, you know, that's a pretty good indication of where you're at. So he had a situation like most of us. He was estranged from his wife and he had a young girl. Yeah. He couldn't see his girl or his wife because he had a restraining order on him. Yeah. And basically the only thing in the condition he was in that he could hope for was maybe one day way in the future, I'll be able to see my daughter. Yeah. So he jumped into AA. He was working at a big uh, men's uh, like rehab in San Francisco. He was a cook. He was cooking and stuff. Being willing, took the suggestions, did this. And then he got into a new condition, which was he could see his daughter, but he had a, his wife had to be there and a sheriff had to be there. And he could see her for like an hour a week or something but completely supervised. So that was sort of a step up. Yeah. Then he kept doing his thing. Then he got to see her just with the sheriff. Yeah. And for longer, so on and so forth. It just kept getting better, really. Yeah. So his meager hope beyond hope was maybe one day way in the future, he could just do a drive by and maybe see his daughter in her new great life. Yeah. That's as most as he could get to. Yet life was taking him so far, much farther. And then he ended up getting custody of that daughter. Yeah. Meeting another woman and having another baby. Yeah. And now he has two kids and a wife and so on and so forth. And this was just in a few years of recovery. Just blew my mind. Yeah. And I would keep pointing it out to him because I definitely knew his head wasn't pointing it out to him. He didn't remember the talk he had with me at the beginning. Yes, all that stuff got flushed down by the narrative. But so I was there to remind him of all his hope beyond hope was just to see her from like a hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah. So this is just how small this bondage can be. Yeah. You don't, you know, maybe you do. Bondage has a lot of meaning. It doesn't take everything away, but it restrains you from a lot of possibilities, let's say. Yeah. It shrinks down the field of possibility. You can't expect you just you're so beaten down and uh, and you fit yourself around its circumstances. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I remember it weirdly. This is a weird thing, but it's just coming up now. 
after a few years of being sober, I decided I used to do massage when I was in a younger part of my life. So I was I was going to go to massage school. <laughs> so I was taking a massage school thing in San Anselmo, California. And we were doing it in an old like uh, one of those old white uh, plank wooden uh, schools. Yeah, beautiful room. And I I was massaging someone who was very big and heavy and it was super hot. I was sweating like a dog and it was not that most, it was, it wasn't like, uh, visually it wasn't an attractive situation, let's say. So, (laughs) and there, and I looked around the room and in, I could see this anti anti room with tons of fans in there. Yeah. But my old addict attitude was like, fuck it. You know, I can't ask for those fans to be put on. I just have to tolerate this insane situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? But no, I said, wait a minute. And I asked the teacher to stop the class. And I said, hey, can we bring out these freaking fans? It's like, it's super hot. And she said, oh, what a great idea. And put it on. That was a big deal. Because I usually would just hunker down, like if my right arm was bleeding, I would just look left all day. <laughs> I just wouldn't, uh, I, you know, I had a huge sense of entitlement, but I didn't have, really didn't believe I had anything coming. Yeah, You know what I mean? I should just live out my sentence and shut up and just, you know, pull in the sphincter muscle and continue on, so to speak. Well, the way of life of AA broke it wide open. Yeah, and I feel the the possibilities are not just in situations, but in ideas, yeah? And new possibilities. I could put on another pair of glasses. I don't have to see everything this way. Yeah, all these things started flooding in. And uh, AA... AA to me doesn't feel threatened when a new idea is brought into it. I just don't see it that way. I think it's, it's a huge, huge possibility. And you can introduce exotic plants in the garden and they will go quite well with the indigenous plants, with all the addicts and alcoholic ideas. Yeah, I do. Because that's what I've, do- I've seen. Yeah. I heard these ideas that's, that tempered my view of AA not so many, not so much in AA, but instead of leaving AA and going to live with those ideas, I figure let's bring the ideas into AA. I mean, why not? Yeah. AA is big enough. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, I'm just, um, and when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You're stuck with a true believing you know everything, but you fucking don't know. First of all, on one level, you don't know how screwed you are, really, probably, because the head's trying to keep it away from you. Like my muscle of denial looked like Arnie Schwarzenegger's biceps, man. I was putting a lot of shit out off, <laughs> like every day. It was pressing in on me, you know. <laughs> At that time, I wasn't getting high, I was, it was an occupation to avoid shit, really. I had to be distracted and getting loaded was pretty good at it, yeah? So, this whole idea that we're speaking of, 
I don't, I forgot already this the reading. Let's see. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. Yeah, we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what we would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. How does that outgrowing fear, what what coincides with that? A loss of interest in self. Yeah, it is. Because if you look at the diagnosis on page 67 of fear, it says, why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So it's the self-reliance that is the cause of the fear. Yeah. If you just keep concentrating on fear, that's self-reliance. You are trying to get out of fear. You're not getting brought out of it. You're not outgrowing it. You're trying to outdo it, so to speak. That doesn't work. This program is a reliance on a higher power. Yeah? Not reliance on self. So if you see it's true, and fear is so misused, I feel, because it's mostly mental anxiety, obviously. Fear is a valid emotion that comes up when there's an apparent threat. Most of us are stricken with anxiety that's made out of what's not happening, really. It just, it just, it's incredible. And how, this is why I get, uh, I get, uh, there's a pause in me because when someone is incredibly bummed out by what's not happening, there's really no solution other than it's not happening. Yeah. I feel as if, if you try to give a solution, oh, let me soothe the, the, you know, the effects of next week on you. No, there's no effects of next week. We are what's happening and we can be, uh, we can be obsessed with what's not happening. That's the only way what's not happening happens is us. Yeah. I mean, next Wednesday can't break into today. It has no ability. We bring it in. Yes? Yes or no? Yeah? Oh, there's not like a public, uh, you know, broadcast that gets interrupted. Oh, we have some dire news from next Wednesday. (laughs) You know? No. It's all in the head. Yeah? Where does the problem reside? From that diagnosis of the book the head how is the problem delivered something's talking to you presenting itself as you really yeah you wouldn't listen to a stranger for five minutes with some of the shit that gets presented we've been seemingly listening to this for 40 50 years what's the glue that binds us to that idea we believe it's us really we believe we're talking to me. It's self talking to self. It's insane. Does it really seem like it's broadcasting out that way? It seems to be talking to an audience somewhere here. Who the hell is it talking to? Was it talking to? Well, you think it's it's you that's talking to you? Is yes? Is there two of you right there and then? Yeah. And if it was you, why would it have to talk to you? 
about you. You would just be you, yeah? Why does it seem to have spent a lot of time trying to convince something to do something that the thing that's the doing of the something isn't convinced about doing? Yes, yeah, something. It seems like an advertising campaign mostly, yeah? <laughs> and it's sort of like, uh, it's like my dog, you know? You play ball with it, and then its idea of playing ball is like forever. So obviously its idea gets interrupted. I have to do something else. And so it comes into the house and I'm there and then he drops the ball. Kung kung on the thing. Or I'm sitting down and it brings the ball and it rubs it against the knee. <laughs> it's just basically trying to get me to play ball. It sort of sounds like the head. Yeah. I've got another agenda. It's not complying with its agenda. So it just keeps fucking irritating the hell out of me until I break down. Yeah. Sounds like the head to me. The head tries to go in the front door, the back door, the skylight, the cellar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it wants to lead you to a, its own idea of surrender, which is fuck it, really. It wants you to just say, screw it, it's never going to get better, whatever. You know, some insane forecast from the crazy weatherman of the future, you know. It's never going to get better. So, and then you, but if you do something based on that forecast, then, you know, the genie comes out of the bottle if you drink. And then you don't. It doesn't give you three wishes. It gives you a lot of commands. <laughs> you get, you know what I mean? You go on a run and then you're just washed up once again. And then you feel like, what happened? Yes. This is why the whole point of the program is a spiritual awakening. So we can see the mental as not spirit. Yeah. So we can see something that's going on as not what's really going on yeah we need that it says you know on on having a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps well that's the point of the steps obviously yes one of the side things is saying sober but the fact is the real point is spiritual awakening which is what maybe Part of the awakening is you see false evidence being presented as false. Yeah. So you're not moved or compelled to act on it. And then what happens? The imaginary storm blows away. Doesn't leave any effects. But if you follow it, after it blows away, you have consequences. Yes. You come back to your right mind. But now you are giving a urine, a urine sample and you've got all this shit happening again. Yeah. This this thing, in a way, can end up so hostile, it has to have an incredible strategy as a parasitical movement. And I truly believe its strategy is to convince us it's us. Yeah. Even though, and this is what really broke it a lot when recovery happened, when that download came in 1935 or whatever, and then got put in a book by 39, because meetings starting to occur. 
So all these people who thought they were terminally unique started hearing a lot of people having their thoughts and their feelings and doing the same thing they did. And sometimes some people started to see something, yes? They started to see, wait a minute, we're like a fleet of cars that have been driven by one driver. And we all end up where that driver wants to end up. In the other program, Narcotics Anonymous, they call it institution jails and death. Those are the three parking spaces many of us end up, even though we start from a different place, ethnicity, religion, philosophies, we basically end up at those three parking spaces, some level or another. Yeah, doesn't that tell you something? That something has taken over us and it's not in us. Yeah. There's not millions of parasites. There's one parasitical movement. Yeah. It has a, a finite set of traits. We recognize them. One of the ways we recognize them is doing an inventory. If you do it in this spirit, looking at self's manifestations in one's life. Then you learn self's manifestations. You learn about self through the manifestations, but you won't learn about it if you keep calling them yours. Yeah, you'll be right at the point of seeing something and then that the claiming, the identification will pull you back into the embrace of self. Yeah. And then you, at that point, and from there, all you can hope for is trying to be free as self when the freedom is from it. Yeah. They're distinctly different. Freedom as self. We've been through that. Freedom as self. We've done it. Oh, yeah, I felt free when I shot that coke. But then 10 minutes later, when the cops broke in, I wasn't. Yeah, I felt it for five minutes but I ended up five days in jail. Wait a minute, the payoff cost ratio is pretty bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? A little bit of freedom, a lot of incarceration. <laughs> I'm not gonna live through that, you know? So this is a different thing. You get freed from the bondage of self and then by seeing it's not you, and then the possibility of being free from it becomes available. And instead of hoping for the experience of the problem not existing for you, you now are established as the problem doesn't exist as you, which is completely different, literally. Literally. When the, when the problem does not dis exist as you, you have a lot of days that the problem does not exist for you. You do. <laughs> a whole lot. Yeah? Because the whole point is... If the problem doesn't exist for you and that you is the problem, it's going to be temporary. It's going to be very, very fragile. It's going to be based on a lot of other conditions lining up. Yes. When it problem doesn't exist as you, that travels well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've had the sense of both. I'm not speaking from a philosophical idea. I'm speaking from the relief, from the bondage of self. And it's like reverse engineering. That's all it is. 
I was relieved of something and then I saw that something. I did not seize that something. Yeah. I got relieved from it and then I saw why I didn't have that relief before. Yeah. Why that relief seemed to be so uh, fragile. Yeah. I saw exactly that movement of selfing. Yeah. And the replacement of our condition of being spirit with a mental and physical condition that may want to become spiritual. Yeah. They're completely different. Yes. So, yeah. That's why I push it. I didn't hear it in meetings. You know, I didn't hear self was just, oh, yes, it's the boogeyman, but no one could tell me its size, its height, and how it keeps ending up in my closet. It just never, no one really gave me a, they told me there, it's there, and you're gonna, it's gonna kill you, and this and that. Yeah, but what the hell? I must have some role in it. Everywhere I am, it seems to appear. You know what I mean? It has to give me a, a, more, a better GPS, you know? Let's triangulate it and let's get it closer than, than this vague, you know, whatever. I mean, how does this happen? It says it, you know, what is that? The, uh, how it works, you know? And it goes into the how and why of it. And the how and why of it is all, all really uh, surrounding an idea of the quit playing God. Yeah, that's a very good indication, because if the main principle of AA is preceded by something before that, which is quit playing God, it has a huge importance in our program. Now, what does it mean? I don't believe you can quit playing God. I believe that you is the playing God. Yeah. And so when I see that I'm not that you, I lose interest in that playing God. And then something, let's call it God, starts having a huge influence in my life. (laughs) Because when something else is playing God, it can't include God. Yeah, because God would show it up. Yes, if you want to use that term. So when something else is playing God, all sense of God's got to be neutered. Yeah obviously, or the whole show would be blown out of the water in a second. But this is what happens. Everything is pivoted on losing interest in self. And self can't do that. Self cannot lose interest in self. That would be interest in self. Self can't get out of self. That would be more self. Yeah. What's one going to do? Fucking let that shit run over you and see what happens it doesn't kill you yeah and maybe you get up and you have a new pair of glasses and you can see that which you used to look from and the defeat will end you will not be defeated by self hallelujah yeah yeah be clear that's what it says yeah I don't, and then it switches right back that you're the problem. So it goes a lot, but there are nuggets in the big book that are crystal clear in my view. And one of them is on page 64 
being convinced self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. If you're convinced of that, we will now look at its manifestations, common ones in our lives. So obviously, it defeats us through its manifestations. And I'll tell you, how can you not see the mark of this test? When there's a noticing of resentment, is it called yours? Do you believe it's yours or not? Really, that's it. That's the litmus test. If, the, if there's a habit of taking it to be yours, then you're in the bondage of self, aren't you? Because you're now bonded to the manifestation of self. You're calling it yours. That would be called bonded to the manifestation of, of something else. Yeah, you're bound to it. What do you mean bound to it? You're going to rationalize. You're going to fucking try to excuse it, blame other, whatever. It'll do, it takes a lot of forms, but the root is simple. Resentment, my resentment. Fear, my fear. Acting out, my acting out. Yeah. You can't serve two masters at the same time. What is it? You get a clear, clear diagnosis on page 64. Are you convinced of that or not? I don't even want to go into that thing that says it's not convinced isn't you, but whatever. Because I'm telling you, what likes to say the first thing about the solution is the problem. <laughs> the problem loves to jump in and say, no, that's not true. Yes. I'll be irresponsible if I don't keep claiming these things. Well, I've done the amends. I did the inventory. No, I'm not irresponsible. I see a true relationship. I'm accountable here where I live for what this shit did, but I'm not responsible for it. You're not selling me that old fucking stone. No way. <laughs> Aren't you afraid you'll get irresponsible? It hasn't happened for 34 years, so. <laughs> Yeah, I went crazy. I went crazy. No. Went to the same meeting the next day. Had the same sponsees and returned their calls. <laughs> I can't let myself go from that leash. What happens if I'm not responsible? What will happen? It'll go right back to how it was. That's the fucking crazy weatherman talking to you. Yeah, that's the problem fighting for its life because it, your life is its life. Your life is its life. It's fighting for your life. It says it's fighting for its life. And you think it's, yes, you're identified, but really it's looking out for itself. Yeah. Why do you think everyone, a lot of people leave at the fourth step? Have you ever thought about that? People love taking inventories of others fucking all day. You would think they, and then someone's going to listen to you for five hours or three hours or two hours. That looks pretty good for an obsessed character. Yet we have a huge amount of resistance because I'm telling you, the parasite does not want you to look at your life and your role in things because you'll see its role in things. You will. I mean, seriously. If you see the patterns of the defeat and you listen to other people who have the exact same patterns of defeat, it wasn't their patterns or your patterns. 
It was sales patterns. Yes. When you've heard tons of fifth steps and they have the same shit that you had, it's not yours and it's not theirs. Something dominated both of us. Yeah. Same patterns he's sharing to me were the same patterns I shared to someone else. They weren't mine. They're not ours. There's a foreign installment, a pathogen, however you want to image it, but it's not you. Yeah? I think that's the door to freedom, tell you the truth. Is you got to see the active identification as, yeah. Yeah, so there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. And um, we do have a hand up. So uh, how about our friend Walter? Want to go ahead and ask a question? Let me give you my self can't get out of self shirt. Let's see. I have one of those. No, I made this. We made oh. this one up years ago. I okay. can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Some lady from Carolina or something said you can just bleach it. So we bleached it in some t-shirts okay. <laughs> years and years ago. Someone in the room sent me one that doesn't look like that, but it says that. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. This is a... <laughs> okay, Walter, go ahead. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Paul, or good morning. Uh, where is Paul? Okay, uh, I lost Paul. I don't see you. Um, I'm here. Yeah, where else? Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I do have a problem, you know, with, with, with God, with a higher power. Uh, Although I'm totally aware from, I can't be separate from it. But to use it like, uh, okay, there's me and there's God, or there's a high power, or there's a spirit. To me, it's all the same. Uh, I see the same with the steps. Step one, beautiful. But if you go to the other, the rest of the step, immediately the duality comes in, actually. Uh, until the end of the steps, all the time the duality, all the time there is a striving to become better, a self-improvement from, well, I can't improve myself, I can't change myself, I can only see I fucked up and there's weird things in me, which I give away, you know. And I, I do notice that in the, in, in the rooms, I mean, there I see people uh, suddenly turning holier as dough and getting in a weird kind of spirituality. And okay, I look at it from, okay, it's not my business, no? They're happy with it, but I see it's fucked, you know? I see it's just another addiction. And I keep coming back, I, I do talk with people and it irritates me that it irritates me, you know? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you're, you're not wrong from where you are, but you can see it in different ways. Yes. Of course, the program is a dualistic 
presentation with the nugget of something else in it because it's for the action figure seemingly yes um yeah so it's about the action figure but the basic thing behind or before the action figure isn't split it isn't dualistic and stuff but that doesn't have to be addressed you'll bump into it in your pursuit of getting better probably yeah yeah so i see if you look at it one way uh it's a faulty pair of glasses if you look at it another way uh a beautiful light can still look through it yeah i just look at it that way the second way yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and we have another platform that i can go off on yeah. the non-duality yeah. yeah yeah okay 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 yeah i mix it. i don't see really a basic difference between the two platforms but i catch your drift by the way thank you a lot uh, paul for being able to listen to you hey no problem walter i really you know it was tremendously helpful uh, for me and uh, i do not i i honestly i don't think i would have made it once again you know if uh, you were not uh, um, on zoom yeah well see this is the point too you can work uh you know let's say what you say is dualistic but what you are speaks louder than what you say yeah that's the whole point yeah True. yeah the whole point is uh, in a, if, if there's a, a topic or a discussion of differentiated light, you want the undifferentiated, undifferentiated light to attend. That's what you want, yeah? Because that's the be-all and end-all, obviously, yeah? But hey, there's not too many undifferentiated light conventions. Or conferences so you go to dif <laughs> the differentiated light conferences and then hopefully you're an example or a demonstration of undifferentiated light yeah yeah, yeah. this is one yeah. of my uh, pitfalls you know well life is dualistic there's no other way you know but <laughs> yeah but see you know uh let's say there's a an old old uh theater that only has drama you could have comedy in there too. Yeah, sure, sure. Slowly, yeah. I'm getting some comedy in it. Slowly. <laughs> yes. So you see that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a hard one to really explain because it's subtlety over time. Being someone who sits at a in a platform of recovery and then a platform of something else, yeah, but it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, everything dualistically, non-dualistic can be expressions of the undifferentiated. Yes, yeah. And those who have ears to hear and eyes to see will see the practical application in a dualistic manner and get the sense of that joy of the undifferentiated. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that come to the non-duality things love to come to the recovery things because they like to see it in that it's sort of like the meat looks different when two pieces of bread. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes as a sandwich. <laughs> A nothing sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So I like after the a while, after a while, uh distinctions get blurry, you know, and mm. and the borders, even though they appear to be thick and it's completely different, they're easily crossed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no separating cutting off and compartmentalizing really that's a way of seeing but it doesn't yeah mm -hmm. yeah yep. so i yeah that's how i travel here with it mm. i don't uh really it's amazing how sort of dumb i am now literally during the day <laughs> most of the day I just show up and see what happens and I don't have really, yeah, I couldn't tell you much if you were here personally, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sort of out to a continual lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> If the non-duality police broke in, I'd have to confess, yes. <laughs> I use the word I and me, ooh, the non-dual Pharisees. And then the recovery people, yes. I think there's other possibilities if you see the things that are in the big book, yeah, that a lot of people don't seem to see, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. I can't, probably could be arrested by both camps, really. <laughs> I keep being amazed. I'm, I'm listening to old discourses, and it's right there, it's being said. And suddenly I'm able to, to hear it, you know, what's really being said. And it passed from, my God, how could I have missed it, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, being on a destructive, uh, uh, yeah, ego-fulfilling, I even can't say it, on a destructive path, seeking the truth and making something totally different out of what is being said, you know? Yeah. I mean, I also did read Balsakar. It also struck me. and But then again, you know, completely destructive. Decades. And suddenly, from, hey, my God, you know, embarrassing just embarrassing you know well the beautiful thing is it, it's over as if it never happened so you're here eh? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only That's in the, the beautiful thing all the meaning we gave things really they didn't leave that much of an impression you're here yeah, yeah. really uh, yeah yeah you, you you do have to give it energy you know to make it true to make it reality you know exactly. Exactly. I mean, just it could be out of a novel, you know, just as just as real. You know, last year I think I got into it. I'll share it now. Uh, 
There was a famous actor in America called James Cagney. Yeah. Yeah. You know, guy grew up, I think, in New York City and stuff. Played a lot of gangsters. And so he uh, retired, obviously. And they were this guy who had this talk show went up to his ranch in upstate New York to interview him. And this this interviewer wanted to make James Cagney more James Cagney. And James Cagney was lot, was not having it. Yeah. <laughs> so James Cagney wasn't James Cagney anymore. It was great. I really recommend it if you can find it. It's a great interview for the guy says, well, you're so what I done. And James said, well, no, <laughs> you know, it was just, he was beautiful. The guy was, you know, serving James Cagney to a, in, on a platter to James Cagney and James Cagney, no, 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 no. <laughs> the guy wanted him to be so much James Cagney and James Cagney wasn't having any of it. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic interview. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's sort of a, that's sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like supreme loss of interest. Yeah. 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 Traveling lighter. Uh, yeah. Remember the pivot. It's, I think it's on page 63 when a lot of stuff starts happening. We lose interest in self. Then we gain interest in others. Then we look at life of what we could contribute instead of get from. A whole lot of shit switches just from that pivot point. So obviously, with a lot of interest in self, this shit doesn't happen. When there's a loss of interest in self, this shit happens. Yes? Yeah? Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. same thing with St. Francis' prayer, if you read it, you know? He says, uh, self-forgetting that you're reborn, all this stuff, basically. And the the things that need to be shared are the warnings, because if self sets on a course to lose interest in self, that's interest in self. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a little fundamental tweak that if you don't know it, you're going to be at the effect of it. So it's very simple. Self can't get out of self. So self, which starts creating another image and makes it more and more refined, right. etc. Right. And so, why do I shitty well you created again something else which is not true exactly so self can't get out of self so basically and there's a huge interest in exactly that self wants to get out of self it wants to be a better self yeah it has this whole thing going on it's always self-rooted but it, it opens up to being a better one, the greatest one, the authentic one, the original one. Yeah. But, but this mechanism, but this then, mechanism started already long before the whole drinking, isn't it? I mean, that's why you start to drink, to get out of that moment of relief. Yes, and exactly. Because this was an ongoing crusade that you were conscripted in. Yeah. You were taken with it because you couldn't entertain any other possibility. Hey, this is me. I got to go with me. 
Yeah. But in fact, it's not. That's the slavery. The slavery or bondage of self is rooted in the act of being identified as it. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not in the act. We believe the act. When the head says, it never says you're becoming a self. It says you already are one. Yeah. So we start after the production. We start as the car instead of realizing it's just an assumption being made. There is no car without our believing it. When we believe there's a car, there seems to be a car. When you lose belief in the car, there seems the car becomes less important and then it drives freaking better. Yeah, it is like you're like believing you're an alcoholic. Dangerous thing today, of course, but. Well, the weird thing about alcoholism, you have to admit it not to be it. Exactly. You have to admit you are it not to be it. While you're trying to admit you're not it, you're being it all day. (laughs) So this is a dualistic twist. You can't get out. You don't go from zero to 100. You have to usually go back in reverse, have some truth told, and then you can go forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a movement that happens here. So you see, you finally admit you're a fraud, you're this, you're that, you let it all land, and then it reveals that you're not. Yeah. And then you find the unsuspected inner resource. You do. But while you're acting like, you know, you don't want to be a fraud, you feel like one all day. Yeah. So this is whole, it's a dynamic that yeah, it's an open gate, but you are sort of like a combination lock. So you have to get unlocked. And then the, the open gate is an open gate. The possibility that's that you are of spirit is possible, but it's not it's not happening freely because there's a combination lock of self. Yeah. You've got yeah. to see the self as the thief and the policeman. Yeah, 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 it's tricky. Seems to be the way it works here. Yeah. Now, does it have to go that way? No. But does it go that way? I feel yes. So yeah, well, I I tried the other way, you know, I mean, uh, you cannot become enlightened, you are already enlightened. Yeah, in the head. It's very true. But uh, it didn't work out for me. So if you're trying not to be something, you finally admit that you are, and then you find you're not. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, a lot of people like to see non-duality as a shortcut. Mm. Yeah, but it's they- It's been around already some time, and- which is already observed here for for decades. It's also being misused to get out, get away with shies, no? Yeah, From, for sure. Uh, exactly. up the head, it's not happening. The head takes advantage of whatever it's brought into contact with. Yeah, so non-duality is an incredible idea, a novel idea. And the head, my head looked at, it can get me out of a lot of responsibility. <laughs> That's why it's, that's how it's sort. So when my girlfriend came home 
after she had asked me to clean the kitchen and it wasn't cleaned, I said, well, there's no Paul to clean the no, dishes. Paul, that's a very sweet one. That's really <laughs> sweet. Wow, that's that innocent. Didn't fly. That didn't fly too well. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet one. <laughs> so you see, you can see the head. Yeah, you can. That's the, that's the beauty. The beauty of a failed system, it shows you it's failed. That's the beauty yeah. of it. That's, yeah, it's failed. totally failed. Drives me insane. It's failed. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it drove you insane. It's failed. And now you're not insane about that anymore. You're just, hey, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I said this yesterday to a fellow, to a friend. Sometimes I'm getting scared to become insane, but I wasn't insane already. So it's not possible anymore. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of benefits in insanity. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I tell you. Have you ever lived in a rubber room? It ain't bad. <laughs> I was right. there, Paul. I was I'll there. see you, Walter. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Walter. Does anybody else have a question or would like to do a share on uh, the topic? Well, we're at 11.25. Oh, we can end. It'll take a while to say goodbye. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah take your, take, yeah. And I, and I want to say thank you. I know you know, Paul, but like bondage of self, like unbelievable. And like, and like you guys referred to way before the drinking. <laughs> so the weight that's come off is just unbelievable um yeah thank you well it shows which is good so that's fantastic honey thank no seriously yes yeah i know <laughs> trust me i know seriously it's thank awesome you thank you for saying that yeah it's like uh yeah <laughs> I, was, I was seeing the zooms yeah. huh the zooms are strange in a way I get to know some people more intimately through the Zooms than I used to physically, you know, you know, in a physical meeting. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I, I got things transmitted through Zoom through you and then other meetings in a way I couldn't in person. And sometimes I think maybe whatever the energy was too strong, like the defenses or whatever was happening. Um, yeah so um well it works that's all that matters right yeah, yeah. <laughs> really all right thanks uh we got al al has graced our presence once again nice to see you al my pleasure thank you yeah we got walter nice conversation walter we got uh miss s <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, we have Kate. Nice to see you, Kate. All's well? Yeah, all's well. Thanks, Paul. Thanks uh, for today. That was great. Oh, good. Uh, we have Brian. Brian W. Nice to see you again, Brian. Yep. Stefan, on having never left. There he is. Well, it's a great pleasure. Tommy, we got Bill Churchman. We've got Chris B. 
Mammoth Lakes. Now, uh, Chris, give me a call. I thought you were coming up here. Me? Yeah. Coming up where? To, uh, no, Chris from Mammoth Lakes. Oh. Coming up here. You can't hear me. I'll give you a call, Paul. Yeah, please, yeah. And there's Chris right next to him. Hey, Chris, how are you? No. Hey, Paul. This is another guy with a hat from Mammoth Lakes. My hat's better. Yeah. (laughs) 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 There you go. (laughs) Nice to see you, Chris. You too, Paul. I got to go to another meeting. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. Me too. Nina, always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got Mickey, as always. We got Kurt Z. There he is. The man of Redondo. We got Terry from Maine. There she is. Roman, always a pleasure. Nanette, there she is. She's outside. That's nice. We got uh, John. John's dropped in and dropped in again. That's nice to see John. Hope all is well there. Marty, yes, there he is. Michael, Stacy, Anish, uh, we got Jacob and uh, a lovely guest, uh, Alex. Alex, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I'm definitely coming to the Great Barrington one and maybe even Dover. If I can oh, yeah, come that. on down. Great. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm excited. Jacob, Jacob, come on over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll have some time, like I'll, I'll know a little bit more within the next couple of weeks about how I can travel and whatnot. Oh, good, man. I hope we see you there. Yeah, it'll be cool. great. Yeah, it'll be fun. We got Lucas, Lucas P. We got Dave B. Either Dave, Grateful Dave or Dave Bitterman. Grateful Dave and Dave Bitterman would be sort of like juxtaposed, wouldn't it be? Mr. Bitterman and then Grateful Dave doesn't go. (laughs) (laughs) We got Marcus, a lovely picture. Uh, We got who else here? What's the, I think that's it. Hey, thank you for uh, being part of this platform. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's a uh, yeah whatever i'm happy that we do it i'm happy actually that uh we record it also and then make allow it to be accessed by others yeah sooner or later <laughs> all right well thanks have a great day everyone and i'll see you uh We'll be there Saturday live in Marin City, one o'clock Zoom. I'll see you then. Eh? See you, Michael, Stacy. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, Thanks, Kate. Paul.